0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! Oh, no. Oh, yeah! i finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to
0: love it! It's the best thing going it.
1: What's up everyone? I'm Ryan Drosty. This is Top Rope Nation episode 67. As usual, I am joined by Kyle Ross and, making his return, Justin Joint. And we're here to discuss everything going on in the world of pro wrestling this week. While also enjoying an adult beverage or two, or five, whatever you want to do. Kyle, what are you drinking tonight?
0: I just uh, again, as per usual, I have a can of Coke here in oh. front of me here, man. That's not I'm an sorry. adult beverage. That's not the theme of this show. I'm sorry, man. You know, I need I, I needed strength. It's, it's late,
1: 10:30 <laughs> here. I am drinking a Three Sheeps Brewing Company Fresh Coast, or yeah, Fresh Coast Juicy Pale Ale tonight to get me through SmackDown. Justin, anything in your glass?
2: Uh, Four cubes of ice, Spirnoff vodka, and some spring water. All
1: right. There we go. Well, two out of the three are drinking. I like it. Got to get you on board, Kyle, next week. Sorry. I don't know what happened with me. I was just, damn it, man. I was just thirsty. (laughs) Have you ever seen the Twitter description of our show? It's it's three friends talking pro wrestling, uh, laughs, beers, and a good time are sure to follow. Or I should, maybe I should add mixed drinks for, or just straight, straight liquor for Justin. Make more sense. But yep, but uh,
0: I go off the script, Tony. <laughs> All
1: right. So before getting started tonight, guys, we do want to say if you enjoy our show, please take a moment, leave us a five-star review, subscribe on iTunes, as well as any other podcasting platforms you use, whether that is Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, YouTube, and check out the whole archive at topropenation.com. And... This is new this week. If you really enjoy the show, we have some pretty exciting news that we would like to share. So Top Row Nation has always had a Patreon page, although we really haven't made much use of it now for several months, and a few of you have contributed over the years, which we greatly appreciate. However, we've been flirting for a while now with a way to really kick our Patreon into high gear, and that means coming down to exclusive content to those of you who want to join. So, we want to officially announce the relaunch of the Top Rope Nation Patreon page and several new ways you can enjoy the show each and every week. First and foremost, coming exclusively to Patreon will be live video casts of every single podcast. This means you tune in live. So, like right now, we were recording on Tuesday evening. Uh, The show will drop Wednesday. You can tune in live on Tuesday evening. Watch us record the show each and every week. In essence, you're hearing the show 24 hours before everyone else and also watching it. But that's not all. We've got brand new programming that will be posted exclusively to Patreon, Top Rope Nation Classics, Top Rope Nation Free-for-All, and Top Rope Nation Rapid Reactions. So access depends on the tiers that you join. I thought it might be a good idea to go through what we've laid out for you here. So we do have a $1 option. That's like a tip. You like the show. You can tip us $1 on Patreon. We appreciate it, but if you want to get the exclusive content, we've got three tiers here. We've got the Top Rope Nation Premium at five dollars a month. Um, that means you're an official supporter of the show, so you get all access to all of our archive video casts as well as all future live video casts. That's exclusively for Patreon. Um, so that comes with the early access option. You get the show before everyone else. You get access to the Patreon exclusive podcast, Top Rope Nation Classic. So we're just talking about that off air. Uh, what we're going to do is at some point here in the very new, near future, we're going to record one of these shows to kind of give you an, uh, you know, kind of whet your appetite for what we're going to be doing. And uh, after that, they're all going to become exclusive on Patreon. So if you like what we do with the Top Rope Nation Classics, you'll have to sign up for Patreon, the $5 tier. We'll break down classic events from the past, major stories from the past, maybe even look at full years kind of we'll be open to suggestions so whoever's on our patreon page you can give a suggestion we'll do the show um we're also gonna have rapid reactions those will be really brief audio shows we'll do when major wrestling news breaks and we can't wait for our standard weekly podcast the flagship top Pro Nation, to talk about it so we'll hit record and chat briefly and um also, lastly, that comes with access to our Discord. So if you guys don't know what Discord is, it's basically a chat interface. It's popular on like Twitch and gaming forums. Essentially, you can interact with us in real time. We'll have chat rooms on there during all wrestling shows, and we can just have an ongoing chat between Justin, Kyle, and myself during the shows. So that's the Top Rope Nation premium tier. Um, and then the other two tiers, basically everything included in that tier plus a few extra things. Um, So at the $10 Top Rope Nation Premium Plus tier, you get all the things I just went through, plus a new exclusive show, Top Rope Nation Free For All. Here's the description. The guys drink and discuss whatever is on their minds. Wrestling world and beyond. Everything is fair game. No holds barred. That means you're going to get Kyle Ross talking about President Donald Trump. Kyle, your thoughts. I am actually wearing a t-shirt right now that says, and I quote, I don't like Donald Trump. (laughs) So there you go. And Justin and myself, we can can, uh, chime in with our thoughts. We can talk about sports, music, whatever. Yeah, and and I could also,
0: you know, if if you're on the other side of the aisle, you know, I'm not one to discriminate. I could rip on Nancy Pelosi, too, if you'd like. I'd love to do that for an hour.
1: I think we could all do that, too. So 24
0: hours.
1: (laughs) You know, some of the motivation for for that show might come from our Discord page. So um, the Discord with the chat interface, like I was talking about, some of you probably have used it before. Um, There's different like rooms on there. So if you're in the premium tier, the $10 a month um, there will be a forum on there where you can suggest uh, – we're talk, kind of calling this like the, the producer forum. You can suggest what we talk about on Free For All. You can suggest what we talk about on Top Rope Nation Classics. That's all open up to you at that $10 tier. And then lastly, $20 or more per month. These are our big-time listeners, probably those of you who have been tuning in ever since 2016 when we started this show. Get everything we went through before, plus you'll get a weekly shout-out on Top Rope Nation. And after a couple of months, three months at that tier, we'll send you a free Top Rope Nation t-shirt in the mail of your choice. Plus, you know, last, what was that, just over a week ago, we had Bill Matz on the show, on our pay-per-view post show. Those of you on the super fan tier, we will bring you on the show for one of our pay-per-view post-show roundtables if you want you don't have to but that's an option at that $20 tier so that that's everything we've got right now we're open to suggestions if you got other things you guys would like to see as part of the patreon that would motivate you guys to sign up and be part of the top rope nation go ahead and send us a tweet at top rope nation and all the info that i just went through is on that page it's patreon.com slash top rope nation any thoughts guys Imagine not talking about the sport of professional wrestling. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're trying to be more interactive with you guys. Like, the goal of doing this is for us to connect with you all more on a one to one personal level. We want the show's called Top Rope Nation. We want to form kind of like a nation of fans, as cheesy as that sounds. And Patreon's a good way that we can branch out, give you more content, give you that live video stream interact and let you guys have a say in how we format this show what we talk about on the show really opening the doors to you so i think this is a good opportunity for us all to get to know each other a little bit better so patreon.com slash top rope nation so now that that's all the way guys let's get to the pro graps. uh justin by the way you weren't on the show last week we had liam o'rourke on the show welcome back how's it going across town
2: good Uh, i just I'm I'm glad you threw it over here cuz I really just wanted to wish everybody a happy John Tenta and WCW week.
1: John Tenta and WCW week. What's that about?
2: It's Shark Week.
1: Oh man, I don't ever I never tune into that. I know it's huge, but do you tune in, <laughs> that, Kyle? No. But that <laughs> was fucking great. <laughs> I would not have got that in a million years. I
0: didn't know where you were going with that either, Justin. I was like, John Tenta, WCW. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: not a shark. I'm a man. I thought you were ready to have, like, come at us with some very like you know deep stuff. I don't know.
2: No, just generic jokes over here, buddy.
0: Gotcha.
1: The big news going around the wrestling world right now, I wanted to get right to it. Before we get to SmackDown, which just wrapped up about a half hour ago, is uh, Matt Riddle, king of the indies, The King of Bros, is reportedly headed to WWE NXT, possibly take over Brooklyn 4 here in mid-August. So this this news has been making its way around. Uh, Riddle hasn't been as uh, visible on the independent scene lately. I did see that PWG just announced he's no longer going to be in the Battle of Los Angeles this year. So that's pretty telling. Yeah. Kyle, you're a huge Matt Riddle fan. I remember yep. last year we talked about him before WrestleMania. Like, that was one of your big goals going to the indie shows, Mania Weekend, was to see Matt Riddle. So, what are your thoughts on this? Hmm. Not to be hyperbolic, but
0: of all the guys WWE has gone out and gotten in the last couple of years, this would be my most anticipated acquisition hands down.
1: Wow. That's saying something.
2: Is it, yeah, because, I, you're, I, is it because you're a feet guy?
0: Yes. <laughs> I actually, I, yes. If <laughs> all, all of my favorite wrestlers do not wear boots. Uh, no, <laughs> I think it's twofold. One, I obviously really enjoy his work. I think he's as talented as anybody in the industry. i um, number two. People are going to get mad about this, but I've never cared about that. I think he's potentially, this is my eyes telling me this, the first guy that they could bring into the NXT pipeline. And, you know, whatever. I mean, does he need to go to NXT? I don't know, maybe to just get used to the WWE way of doing things. But he's a guy that you can build a brand around, meaning Raw or SmackDown.
1: Wow. That's some pretty big praise, right there. I
0: I don't I I have not. Um, I know there was that thought with Shinsuke Nakamura when he came in. You know, he was obviously probably the most hyped guy previously, and he's you know I think been a disappointment. I think that's fair to say. I've said it many times myself. Uh, I just because of you know the language barrier, um, the fact that WWE had never pushed a Japanese star front and center. I had my doubts whether or not he was going to be the baby face they want him to be. He obviously did not turn out to be. Um, Riddle, again, if done properly, I think you can he can be a top baby face either on Raw or SmackDown. The does, top baby face.
2: Does he have the mic skills? I, I, I've i seen his matches. I've never really heard him so,
0: talk. Yeah, so that's the big point Meltzer made. And of course, Meltzer's like, well, I think you should go to New Japan. Well, of course, Meltzer thinks that. <laughs> but... His personality, and, and this is why I say if done right, if they try to force the square peg into the round hole per se and make him do a style of promo that you know doesn't suit his character, okay, there could be trouble, but I think if you kind of play into his carefree attitude kind of keep things short um i don't think you know in time he'll he can just grow to be a better promo maybe that's what they work on down on nxt cutting wwe style promos um, i do not think that will be a hindrance i think it can be over i should say this i think it could be overcome quite easily
1: hmm. so justin you have you seen him work prior to us going to new orleans where we saw him did we see him wrestle twice
2: yeah actually yeah. i wanted to take like say- My big concern, like I'm kind of blown away right now by Kyle saying that, you know, he could kind of be the head of a brand. Um, He has incredible versatility that I was not expecting. Going to WrestleMania weekend, I was looking forward to Riddle. But walking away, he ended up being one of the highlights of the day. If only because in one day I saw him have a match against Jimmy Havoc. And Will Ospreay and they were both incredible for totally different reasons the obviously the the Jimmy Havoc match was a little bit more of a, a brawl and had a great spot with uh, Jimmy's uh, paper cutting between uh,
1: Matt yes, Riddle's yes. toes that, that, was, that, was, that was phenomenal yeah
2: mm-hmm. and, and then just Riddle Ospreay was one of the best matches of the entire weekend
0: yes and they, yeah. they wound up having a bit better match um, over for OTT.
1: Yeah, I think I would, I would call that probably for sure, I think, the best match I saw in New Orleans. Probably because we weren't at TakeOver. <laughs> Kyle, go ahead and mm. rub it in again. Sucks for you guys. <laughs> well, you yeah, guys I- know that Riddle said about a year ago his goal was to retire Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was kind of a bizarre interview. I never know when guys are working or not. <laughs> we might get it. That's the point, though. We might we might get it. Who knows? Maybe they'll bring, bring uh, Brock back if he doesn't win the UFC heavyweight okay. title. So it's one thing that's tough is <laughs>
0: bringing up. I suspect they'll do it in a way the same way they do Bobby Lashley, former WrestleMania main eventer, without kind of like going too deep into it because he's. Well, he's technically undefeated in the UFC. Not his drug Riddle. tests. Yes, but yes, <laughs> but he won the fights, but yes, they the decisions were reversed because he failed drug tests. Mm-hmm. So um being the era we're in for WWE, they can't really go with, well, I'm undefeated in UFC. You know, I mean, and they, and they certainly can't go in like a crazy direction. Well, I won those fights, even though I was high. I mean, that's obviously completely off limits. Yeah. But and it will be interesting. You know, I think they'll downplay. He's much more than that. I mean, there, when I maybe it's a shortcut to thinking, but when I observe Matt Riddle, I can't help but say he's Carrie Von Erich meets RVD. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Um, he's got the look of carry and the personality of RVD. Mm-hmm. He's a better worker than both of them, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um,
2: so, okay, you're you're really high on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: there's question marks around his mic skill. And it, for some reason, I was just thinking, and I want to pose this question to you. Who's more likely to succeed on the main roster? Oh, I love Matt, this Matt Riddle or Ricochet?
0: <laughs> wow. Matt Riddle. Wow.
1: Ryan. <laughs> that's 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 a tough question. I'm gonna say, man. You know, I don't think the pot thing's an issue. I was gonna say ricochet just because of the pot issue because I'm I'm sure he's not gonna stop smoking pot. He's gonna get fined all the time. Uh, but he did say in the past that he d- he wouldn't really care. If he got fined a lot, if he was making enough money. So apparently, WWE gave him a pretty generous contract here. Um, Like,
2: like, even like, just like, forget about the pot stuff. Like, just as a worker and their potential as a character.
1: I would probably say Riddle. Uh, Personally, I'm more of a fan of Ricochet, although I like them both. But. I also know from like WWE's past, you take the flippy guys like Ricochet and they don't usually become like the top star. So I'm a little leery of how Ricochet is going to be booked on the main roster when he gets up there. I mean, don't get me wrong personally. I think he is exceptional. Like very few people can do what he does. I think he's like almost like a once in a generation type talent. I'm really, really high in Ricochet.
2: Okay. And see, in that, and that's why like, I, I would go ricochet. Cause I, I don't know what is. I don't know how Matt Riddle stands out more than ricochet. Like how, he's not that big. Is he?
0: He's big he's, enough. He's pretty I mean, cut, he, but yeah, he's not like huge. And, yeah. and you gotta keep, but you also have to keep in mind the size thing is becoming less and less of a factor. I mean, the average true, size true. of a WWE worker has, has never been smaller than it is in 2018. I mean, Just look at a guy like Drew McIntyre. I mean, has Drew gotten bigger since his first run? Yes, he has, physically, I'm I'm talking about. But Drew McIntyre is, like, a freaking giant in 2018 WWE. Mm -hmm. I mean, other than, like, Braun Strowman, like, who comes across as more, like, in terms of, like, regulars, as more of, like, that giant character than McIntyre, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, McIntyre, I mean, don't get me wrong. Compared to the average human being, he's he's big. But, you know, Drew McIntyre, 10 years ago, would he have come across as so physically imposing?
2: And we've got our own Constable Corbin here on uh, Top Rope Nation.
1: (laughs) No, I think it's interesting how you pose the question because it depends on how you're looking at it. Like, personally, I would say Ricochet, but I'm not booking. You know, if I go by how WWE books and how they think... I just feel like Riddle fits a little bit better with how they look at superstars. I, I, I know they love the MMA past. I, I'm going to get Bush uh, some brushback on this. I, I think Riddle's a little more versatile.
0: I really do.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and that goes back to what I was saying about WrestleMania weekend. I, I totally agree with you there. Totally.
1: Yeah. No, I think <laughs> obviously the future is bright when we're talking about both of these guys being on the main roster eventually. But uh now, Ricochet could have gone to New Japan, by the way. I did want to hit on that, Kyle, because you mentioned that Meltzer said he thought... You mean Riddle. Or uh, Yeah, sorry. Riddle should have gone to New Japan. That's what Meltzer said. Um, and apparently they did offer him a full-time contract, um, not just working there part-time, coming over for a few tours here and there. Uh, so I guess they kind of had reverse course on the whole pot issue because he was taken out of the tag league last fall. When they got wind of of the all the pot smoking Matt real does, so uh... yeah, I mean, even Paul yeah, I mean, unless you're Doctor Death Steve Williams in the 1990s, yeah, it's yeah, it's tough to
0: be get past those uh, you know drug stuff over there. Well, I mean, you, for yeah. God's sake, for God's sake, Paul McCartney couldn't get, uh, you know um, get over there for the longest time. Doctor Death was must be
1: bigger than the Beatles. <laughs> Well, WWE uh I guess they find like $2500 for And pilots. I don't know, maybe he's going
0: to stop smoking. I don't know. You know, I mean, we're we're just assuming, eh, he's going to, you know, I mean,
2: that's that's what RVD did. You know, he said just when he was at WWE, he'd just stop smoking and when he left, he'd start up again.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I mean, I don't think he's going to like bring a bong into the locker room. <laughs> I mean, pretty fucking sweet if he did, but I don't think he's going to.
1: Well, obviously, New Japan would have wanted him for the North American expansion, which they're doing yes. right now. They got the, I don't think we even talked about the MSG show yet that they're doing, WrestleMania weekend. You know, that was on, off. Now it's on again. Now it's official. They've announced it. Uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor putting that on together uh, the night before WrestleMania 35 next year. Real would have been awesome to have on that show. Not going to happen, but I'm sure they'll have some well, big names anyways. I, and I have to suspect that
0: New Japan's interest in Riddle coupled with that show caused WWE to act perhaps a little more quickly than they initially intended to with Matt Riddle.
1: Yeah. Well, they're definitely in in, an acquisition phase right now. They're going around trying to get all the top indie guys. Yeah. I mean, Riddle was a guy who's been on their radar, WWE's,
0: for a couple years now. But... I think it was always kind of like a okay, you know, there will be a time when that when it, the the time is right, and I don't, you know, it, it's I, I think the timing of it being right now certainly has a lot to do with New Japan's interest and in, and in the show WrestleMania weekend in MSG. Yeah. So
1: if they,
2: if they bring Riddle in, should they have Vince Russo be his uh, manager, bro? Oh
1: dear oh, God. God, no way. <laughs> Zero, zero chance of success if that happened, right, yeah. <laughs> bro? <laughs> Who's that? What's that famous interview? You see this? This is your IQ, buddy. Zero. I think that was Mike Ditka. Yeah, that would not work. Bad, bad move.
0: Mike Ditka, there's, he stinks. <laughs>
1: hey, we can talk <laughs> That's about that
0: guy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, for for Patreon owned users, yeah, we I keep, listen to me rip on Mike Ditka for an hour. What top, rope nation, yes, top rope nation! Yes,
1: top rope nation, free for all. Thirty minutes of ripping on Mike Ditka, and by the way, I am a massive Chicago Bears fan, as longtime listeners know, and I think Mike Ditka is one of the most overrated coaches in the history of the NFL. So that could be a show in of itself. I know Kyle would enjoy doing that. So. There you go. Uh, So Matt Riddle, yes, to WWE. It's not official, but it looks to be the case. Uh, We'll be talking about him more in the future, I'm sure. Uh, WWE Raw this week, huge show. Obviously, by the way it started, they uh, announced the uh, WWE Evolution show for October 28th, I believe. The all-women's pay-per-view event. Word kind of leaked out a few days ahead of time. Everyone knew it was coming, so they kicked off the show with it. We had Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie, of course, in the ring together for the first time in, like, two and a half years, I think okay, they Okay, I've got to say something.
0: People, like, I don't understand why people, like, are so, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Anti-Stephanie? Yes, or just that,
0: or snickering when it's like, oh, Stephanie's the face of the company. Look, she's the one who's going to be in charge coming soon. Like, you know, like, the transition's already begun. I mean, Vince is old, man.
1: I and did, Yeah, I did Vince, think that she didn't take as much credit for, like, the women's stuff as she, she usually does on Monday. I thought she definitely threw it back to the fans more, like, you guys are f- responsible for all of this.
0: Well, I mean, well, regardless, I mean, like, and Vince isn't
1: great. Has never been
0: great in the corporate environment. Like, Stephanie McMahon, like, does does, I mean... Okay, you can talk about so, uh, what. Well, and again, I'm I'm coming up blank at words here. Like just you know how WWE's become more of a sterile environment over the last ten years or whatever. It's more corporate, but you know she's done a lot of good things, Stephanie McMahon, to get that company where it is. I think like her whole. I mean, her whole idea of just branding, and you know. WWE being the draw more so than any individual wrestler. You can argue against it, but she's done good stuff in the corporate world, in my opinion.
1: But you understand why people roll their eyes with the women's stuff with her, right?
0: I guess.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's, to me, it's not something worth – it's not a hill worth dying on. Yeah, no, I agree, but Yeah. In the past, she really like went over the top, taking credit for the women's revolution and all that, which wasn't entirely accurate. But it's that's part of the script. That's a TV show, so she was out there to announce it. It's going to be a huge event. Obviously, they've never done this before. Um, there was some stuff going around on Twitter where people were like, well, where's the all men's pay-per-view show? Like every WWE pay-per-view in history for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. I can't. Yeah.
0: Somebody said, it's like, oh, you want an all men's pay-per-view? Here's the list. So I saw Bill Matts actually, our good friend retweeted that, um, you know, making fun of the people, you know, if you, I was stunned that people were seeing that stuff. I'm like, who do you follow? Like, if I would see someone tweet that, that's an unfollow. That's an automatic unfollow to me. To me, that's like,
1: when's White History Month? Oh, I mean, God. you're just
0: – you are just <laughs> – well, let me just be very – We're getting
1: really close to this free-for-all stuff right now. Let me just be very <laughs> clear here. If you're
0: a person who's like, what about the old men's only pay-per-view? First of all, they just had one. It was called Greatest Royal Rumble Ever. Second of all, you're a fucking tool period point blank end of discussion
2: (laughs) they're they're the same kind of wankers that want last jedi to be remade
1: wankers i love it here we go i cannot take anyone seriously that did not like last jedi for Christ's sakes i concur justin never (laughs) seen it oh my god have you seen these star wars films nerd
0: uh i have only seen the original three star wars i not i have not seen any other movie besides. i've never seen that
1: is this is the time for kyle ross my god right now my god it's weird i've just never been interested really like in star wars justin wasn't that this past um this past december when we were going back and forth ranking star wars and the the main sequence films like back and forth oh where would you rank this one for like a week or two yeah it's total nerd stuff but man no, I love them. I just recently watched all of them again in sequence, Kyle. Well,
2: I get, after hearing Kyle say that, I, I think now's the time for me to officially challenge him to a last man standing match. That That is unacceptable. <laughs> I, I have
0: nothing against it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I rank things. I have, I, I have a spreadsheet out here where I was re-ranking the 60 top WCW matches of the 1990s, so don't tell
1: me I'm not into spreadsheets, pal. <laughs> Can we post that on our Patreon for people to check out? There you go. Kyle's oh, sure. top. I actually would like to take a look at that. I didn't even know you were doing anything like that. You got the wrestling writing bug again after the closing of topropepress.com? I just like I like ranking things. I just don't, you know, I'm not <laughs> adept at ranking
0: Star Wars movies. I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'd like to talk about the women's pay per view, but I'm not a huge movie guy, <laughs> to be honest with you. Honestly, I, I, guys, I will,
1: we did not plan this at all, but this is kind of what those free for all shows are going to be like uh, on Patreon, <laughs> but a whole show right. of this.
0: All right. <laughs> I'll top, say this. The, literally, top. I can't remember the last time I went to the movie theater. It may've been years.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead, Justin.
2: I, I'm I'm blown away by that too. Kyle is just out of control tonight. I was going to since he's into rankings, I'm going to say top 3 fast
1: food chains.
0: Taco John's. <laughs> Taco John's. Taco John's I new
1: number 1 for sure. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm man, I'm serious. We need to reach out to Taco John's to become a sponsor of this show. I'll even cut him a, a sweet deal just to. I'll give him the bumper right at the beginning of the show. I'll make it cheap just to just to get the sponsorship, just so Kyle gets a free T-shirt.
2: They're gonna be uh, renaming it Taco Kyle's here pretty
1: soon. <laughs> uh, Actually, uh, that should be our next T-shirt design. That should honestly be our next T-shirt design. If there's any graphic artists out there that can make this happen, take the Taco John's logo. And uh, use your art skills and make Kyle's face in that and make it tackle Kyle's. Let's do it. Uh, hit us up at Top Rope Nation on Twitter. We got to see this. So, uh, shit, where were we? women's pay per view. The <laughs> the How did we get on that tangent? I have no idea. Uh, so, yeah, they've announced uh, Trish is coming back for the show. Uh, who else is coming back? Lita. 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 Apparently, like 50 women. Yeah, I think there are,
0: I, I basically if you're a female competitor and you're under contract, you are going to be on that show uh, in some way. It, it, I would assume there's going to be like a battle royal or something
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of it's <laughs> 50 people on one show is a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, there's probably not 50 people. There certainly weren't 50 people on Extreme Rules, were there? <laughs>
1: Doubt it. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there's if there's
0: like ten matches. Okay, you're gonna have some tag teams, but that's like thirty-ish or something. So,
2: would you yeah. guys allow me to be an old curmudgeon for a second?
1: Uh-oh. go right ahead.
2: So, I found it odd that they had Vince come out. I, I I thought it was odd that they had the whole male roster come out and just the whole buildup to the announcement. But the th- the the one thing that really bothered me was the whole heel and face dynamic going out the window and just letting all of them hug each other. It's like, like I get it. We're in a different age of wrestling, but I mean, I guess there's kids out there that buy into this and they buy into this, this storytelling for a reason. And just to, I don't know. It's the kayfabe. Come on.
0: Look, kayfabe is dead. And it, if this was the first time they would have done something like this, I would see where, but I mean, I don't know. To be honest with you, it's funny. I didn't even think of just to sh- I guess it just illustrates the year we're in and the fact they've done this a lot of times before. I actually didn't even think of it.
2: Really? I did. Okay, okay. But when, when, when have they done it this blatantly? But like, they, like they obviously they have
0: these announcements when like Stephanie addresses the roster, they're always standing out there.
2: But I don't know. I think I disagree with having the faces and heels just hugging each other in celebration and stuff. I don't think I buy that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I did it. notice it. I, I noticed it watching. I thought, um, I think Alexa Bliss was standing like right next to Ember Moon and then Asuka was right, like they were They were not grouped heel face, like Justin's saying. I thought I thought the positioning could have been, I mean, it's, it's. we're getting into small gripes maybe now, but yeah, I thought seems, the positioning could have patty. been a little bit better. <laughs> it <This, laughs> seems that. patty. I I do think I do think there is something to that, though. They could do a little bit better job during the show of like, you know, immersion with the viewers and uh, keep making it seem real while you're watching. I mean, everyone knows, obviously, it's a show and that gigs up long ago. But when you're watching the show, there is a sense of immersion that you kind of want. You don't really want to see that kind of thing right at the top of the show. Maybe
0: I think this transcended heel face dynamic, quite frankly, (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, like I when think, they uh, when they've I done mean, this I, in the past, it's usually been for like the bell salutes when someone dies that I would think of, and they've, it's they've a, had a lot of these things when they
0: just come out when the raw, you know, it's like we're starting off with the raw roster out there, and Stephanie McMahon, yeah. is, they've done this like a lot of well, times. Oh yeah, that's n- true. Okay, but I'm, I'm n- thinking okay, of n- n- name two. <laughs> I don't. You really don't think you've never seen that before? You've just never
2: name, seen name, name I two. I can't
0: remember because they were just name one. I I I have never I've seen ne- that before. I've never like, seen it
2: like for to me. I don't think I've ever seen it like this. Like I remember, have... but but like but when you're actually having heels and faces hugging each other, like I've they, seen okay. everybody come seven, out
0: before, which is fine. Come, they, they had all the women come out when they did the Royal Rumble announcement. It was the same, and they had just the women, and it was faces and heels.
1: Yeah, they didn't. I guess. I guess,
0: though, I guess right? the
2: celebration of it wasn't quite as huggy. Yeah, yeah. It was just them standing in
1: a straight line for the Royal this Rumble.
0: very mixed
1: <laughs> Hey, that's what we do. That's that's the point. We're critics. I mean, I, I, I think said it's a it was valid good, point.
2: A, I said I told. I said right at the beginning, this is a curmudgeon complaint. It just. It was a little thing that bothered
1: me. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying with the with the bell salutes is when they've done that in the past, like that transcends the television show, and I have no problem with that. And I also agree with Justin as far as the way they celebrate it. If they were just going to stand next to these people and and not react to like Alexa standing next to Ember Moon, that's fine. But when they all start embracing and stuff, it eh, maybe we could do a redo on that. I don't know, but it, it is pretty nitpicky, but. I don't know. I think I think it's worthy of discussion. That's that's something you're gonna talk about on a wrestling podcast. I think it's a good topic of discussion. So uh, I can't wait for my
2: last stand last man standing match against Kyle.
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: what are you okay, what is the show is gonna do fine on its own just because of the novelty. What do you headline with? I'm I'm Ron Rousey, I'm sure, is in the mix.
1: Of course, it has to be Sasha Banks and Bailey at this point—the greatest feud of all time.
2: Oh no, I think I—I want to say Charlotte Asuka. <laughs> a rematch? No, I was being serious.
1: No, I was—I was joking with mine though.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but but I okay. I see. I took you seriously because I actually like the way they're kind of building that story right
1: now. Uh,
2: I, th- I think I still think we're heading towards a pretty decent heel turn
1: by I hope Sasha. So. God, I hope so. But I don't know, man. I I think,
0: man, I could see them introducing if they do introduce, you know, and there are a lot of people that talked about this. Well, you know, what about the women's tag team titles? You know, there there are some details that have to be ironed out about that because they absolutely cannot have a women's tag team titles on both brands. Agree. They just can. That's way too many belts. Yeah. I mean, if they had a one women's tag title and one women's single title, they'd be fine. I mean you talk about old school I I mean I think they shouldn't have two tag titles. Men's tag titles for God's sake.
1: Yeah. No. I would agree. Yeah, I think Rousey's headlining for sure. That that would seem automatic. Who, what, what's the what what's the main event? Hmm. Well, Rousey well, okay. and Go ahead. Yeah,
2: do we assume uh Ronda's winning as SummerSlam? Slam? Um Becky won her chance at Carmella at SummerSlam tonight. So those could be your champions going in. Mm -hmm. The biggest stars are Charlotte, Asuka, Rousey, Bliss. I I, I still think it's probably a rematch with Charlotte and Asuka. And obviously Ronda's going to be in there
1: somehow. Yeah, I mean they're not going to do a WrestleMania level main event for this show, like mm-hmm. Rousey Charlotte or something like that. I could see That's like what a, I'm saying it could be like a SummerSlam, uh, a SummerSlam rematch. I could see like I could see Rousey and Bliss going again. I could I could also see like Rousey and maybe even like an Ember Moon if they build her up by that point.
0: By the way, I'm glad you mentioned that name because she's somebody who needs to be higher on the card.
1: Oh, 100%. She has, she's, having yes. good
0: match, she's having good matches, you know, with Liv Morgan, like, every week.
1: Yeah. Now Ember Moon's great. I agree. Yeah. I, I could she, see her she's, getting she's a, almost, a shot by then.
0: She's almost kind of maybe the one person who's a little, dare I use the term, hurt by Ronda Rousey's presence on the Raw brand because it sort of limits her ceiling. Mm-hmm. Because she's not going to immediately be in the title picture
1: right
2: yeah i i I think her and becky lynch probably could have been switched at the superstar Mm shake-up
1: well at least becky lynch is finally getting a push after months and months and months of do nothing with her so if she if she she is if she's a smackdown women's champion going in that show i think we would all be happy about that hmm, very odd though that do we think Becky's the one who's going to take it off Carmella? No.
0: Yeah, I don't either necessarily because to me that honor is going
1: to go either to Oscar or Charlotte. Well, someone just said Becky would maybe be the champion headed in. Wasn't me? Was that Justin? Yeah,
2: yeah, that was me. I, like, if I had to put money on it, that's what I think is going to happen. But I like, I'm not sold on it. Okay. I I have not been. Uh, ex- Really entertained by Carmella's championship reign. I think there's a lot of better talent above her on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think she's gotten better though. Like I'm, I'm more high on her now than I was at the beginning. I thought it was going to be just absolutely terrible, and now it's mildly entertaining. <laughs> I would say, but you guys, you see, so we think Asuka or Charlotte's going to take it off, or you don't think Becky could be like a I hate to relegate her this, but like a transitional champion to get back to Charlotte or Asuka. Uh,
2: yeah, that, uh, yeah, totally. Definitely.
1: I, I just feel that
0: the way the story is, like the heat is on Asuka and Charlotte both have to get wins back over Carmella mm-hmm. based on the way the story's gone down, based on how Charlotte won the title from Charlotte. Carmella won the title from Charlotte and then you know Oscar you know losing twice on pay-per-view to Charlotte by underhanded means and by the way James Ellsworth we hardly knew you apparently
1: <laughs> that was an odd six week return yeah we're gonna go all through Smackdown here in a minute but yeah that was that was bizarre um, now I could see you know what's interesting about this discussion though is that Lynch Oscar and Charlotte are all faces which makes yes. this dynamic a little difficult to imagine. How the title ping-pongs between them when they're all baby faces?
2: I, so, I think that's WWE's problem in general. Is there's an overabundance of baby faces right now?
1: Yeah. Do we think Oscar should be a a heel, or do we think Charlotte I, should be a heel? Let me just pose that question: Charlotte and Oscar, which would you have heel?
0: Charlotte absolutely should be a heel. I think Charlotte Flair is a terrible
1: baby face. <laughs> Justin, yeah, yeah, I agree with
2: my opponent for their last man standing match.
1: I I hate to agree, so there's no <laughs> there's no argument here on that. Okay, so well, yeah, I guess you could still go to Becky, but then yeah, you're just doing face versus face matches. Maybe on two title, you could have Becky win. Becky loses the title or one of the two in a face versus face match, or someone turns at that point. I would like to see Becky Lynch get the title, though. She has just been. They've I done nothing with her for like a year.
0: The crowd's going to want that title change in Brooklyn. There's no doubt about it. Whether or not they get it, I don't know. Yeah. So With Ellsworth being removed from the Charlotte character, that is does kind of signal that they might be winding the rain down.
1: Yeah, I that's I kind of got that feeling too. So I'm I actually think if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on Lynch winning the title SummerSlam right now. You have to stay tuned to our SummerSlam preview show in a few weeks. But as of right now, I think I feel like that's the direction it's headed. I'm not, I'm not sold on that. So,
0: I'd pick Carmella.
1: Okay. Well, let's just, since we're talking SmackDown, and the really only other thing from Raw we're going to talk about was the main event in the SummerSlam card, which we can get to here in a minute uh, after we go through SmackDown. SmackDown's fresh in everyone's mind, so let's just talk about it. Our favorite guy, Randall Orton, opened the show. And uh, I tweeted out during the show, I gotta say, we're not, we're not the biggest fans of Randy Orton on this show. I've been very critical of this guy in the past, but we were very high on his heel turn when he came back. This is a guy who should always be a heel. And, man, his promo to open SmackDown tonight was damn good. I'm not going to complain whatsoever. Uh, Pretty much just went out of his way to bash all the indie stars. Uh, The line of the promo was probably where he talked about how he wasn't stealing hand signs to get over and did the too sweet thing. Uh, Did the typical lines about not wrestling in bingo halls. He was learning from the best, you know. Talking about his his uh, line coming from the great Orton wrestling family, which is true. He grew up around the business. He was around WWF his whole life, so he did learn learn from the best. There's some realism in that. He did he did get uh, hot shotted right to the top. He didn't really have to start in the indies like other people, but um, he was exposed. Yeah, he was exposed to some of the greatest wrestlers of all time growing up, and uh, so was so were people like you know Bret the Hitman Hart and Kurt Hennig and. You know, they did work indies, but we don't really complain and say, well, they
0: territories back. then." Yeah, but
1: we don't really complain and say, like, oh, they didn't earn it. It was just because of their bloodline. You know, he worked. I mean, he he did work
0: in OVW. I mean, it it was just a different era that he came up in. Yeah. mean he kind of Randy Orton came up in the era between the territories and the indies. Mm hmm. And what was he supposed to do? Like, just like have, you know, wrestling matches in his backyard? I mean, I don't really understand. I mean,
1: mean, there's no doubt he got his contract somewhat because of who he who he was. But from that point on, he definitely earned it. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a guy in in early in his career. I was telling my friends, this guy's going to be a big star when a lot of them didn't like him at all. It it was obvious he was going to be a big star. He was very good very early. Um, Like, I think back to his match he had with, I think, Foley at uh, Backlash, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's one of the best WWF matches of that decade, in my opinion. Yeah, it's was, his
1: be- it's his best match. Yeah, that was really some. really early on in his career. So, um, yeah, he had a great promo uh, building up this feud with Hardy and Nakamura. So, uh, what'd you guys think of that opening segment?
2: Yeah, I I, I liked it. Uh, his message kind of lost me towards the end, like how nobody respected him and whatnot it's like well i mean you got cheered all the time as a baby face but you know whatever i, I still enjoyed all of it
1: that's
0: true that's true it, oh. it's a promo we heard lots of guys cut yeah to be honest but he actually did a good job delivering it like yeah. he did it better than most i thought
2: yeah yeah it, yeah it was just yeah exactly it was one of those where like the message didn't make sense but the delivery was great
1: no, I think I think we all roll our eyes at the Randy Orton babyface, whatever, always gets put in the top spot. People cheer him, like Justin said, but he's just really, really dull. But the heel turn really gives him some new emphasis, makes him interesting at least again. And really just his personality. Like if you follow the guy on Twitter, he's not a babyface personality at all. This is a guy who should never be anything but a heel. And that really shined through, I thought, on SmackDown. So I thought he, it was a really good should- opening segment.
2: He should have talked about how he was the one who got Hogan reinstated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It would have really got some booze. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Then what do we get next? We got Rusev and Almas. Yes. So after being brought up from NXT, Almas has finally got some good exposure. The last two weeks, uh, wrestling AJ Styles and a really good match here with Rusev tonight on SmackDown. Kyle, I think you said you were pretty high on this match. Often. Yeah, I
0: liked it a lot. I, I was very excited when it was set up. I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go. This is something to stick your teeth into." Um. My biggest takeaway was actually how over Rusev was being put into a traditional babyface role, and he's his characters kind of had an identity crisis going back to WrestleMania. And I think we saw tonight what that character could have been had they just had him, like, in traditional babyface role spots, like wrestling heels. Like, the crowd was totally behind him in this match. Um, I'm not saying he should have gone over. He shouldn't have. But, you know, they fought the crowd on that, the whole thing with him being a babyface. You know, they tried forcing him as a heel. Even as recently, you know, he, he wrestled AJ. Um and he was really good and had the crowd behind him in that in that babyface role tonight. And I with this Aiden English story, I I would assume they're gonna have him be a heel.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think the first clue that Rusev should be a face was when we were in New Orleans and we saw probably the most popular WWE shirt I saw all weekend was the Rusev Day shirts. So they were all over the place. I I will
0: say this though, he always the cha- the Rusev chants always seem to be more prevalent. Not during his actual matches. Tonight was different. Tonight it was what you wanted, but like it's almost like it's a protest chant.
1: Yeah, well, we talked not- we talked about that at the time a little bit as far yeah. as like is the chant over or is he over? But I don't think people are buying twenty five dollar t shirts unless he's actually over.
0: No, he, and he does a great job. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it was funny, like that Extreme Rules pay-per-view, uh, there were more Rusev Day chants during the Roman Reigns match
1: Yeah, <laughs> than his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, almost got the win, and so it was kind of interesting because they portrayed this as both of these guys were wanting the shot at AJ and proclaimed themselves deserving of the title shot, given their history with Styles uh, uh, in recent weeks. But uh, neither of them are getting the shot, as it was announced later in the show, that Samoa Joe, as we had thought, is facing AJ Styles at SummerSlam. So no surprises really there. Uh, Let's see. What do we have next on the show? Speaking of Samoa Joe, he wrestled R-Truth. Not much to talk about there unless you guys have anything. (laughs) That that R-Truth Ty Dillinger segment in the back was not good. (laughs)
0: Ty Dillinger
1: is not good. (sighs) Oh. we had some I mean, I had decent expectations for him heading up to the main roster, but uh it's been months. like when this much time has gone by since the guy's been brought up, like nothing's going to happen at this point without a massive repackaging of his character. So. You just think he's not good in general?
2: They haven't done they haven't done anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's good. He just hasn't been booked. I think he's okay.
0: I mean, he kind of he he caught a little, he caught a little fire. Obviously, at the end of the NXT run, but honestly, you know, it's a long list of guys who probably deserve to be pushed more
1: in WWE. And Ty Dillinger is just simply not high on my list. No but, way, Jose. But is it, but is it him or is it the booking committee? It's
0: him and Joe. Like I wouldn't like. I don't mourn for Ty Dill. I don't find myself mourning for Ty Dill. oh god, you know. This Smackdown brand would just be a lot better if Ty Dillinger was in a prominent role. Well, I, but, I don't I mean, think that
1: what it depends on what they write for him though, don't you think? I mean, can you can you honestly say that don't, it's on him seen, that he hasn't? Been I have on television? not seen
0: any um well, I mean I mean, he has a body of work out there from NXT and even like in NXT when the ten chance were really over, I did not see him as like anything more than an opening act guy on the main
1: roster. He did get a massive pop in that Royal Rumble. Um, I know that's kind of a hardcore crowd that's at the Royal Rumble. People travel in for that show. That was the chant. Yep. When you talk about, is it the chant that's over? I mean,
0: um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. There's just a lot more talented guys. I, <laughs>
1: well, yeah, that's true. But we could say that about other people. They push too, but they do get the push. And he's never really got an opportunity. He hasn't got the opportunity. I don't I mean, think he's gotten the chance to show what he got. I, could
0: I do. will say it was very curious how little of an opportunity he got. Yes, yes, I will, yes, I
1: will. Like I mean, they they almost did not even try with him. No, it's like, true. They at- don't. They don't strike when the iron's hot with these guys. We've talked right. about that at length on the show. And they bring these people up. They don't introduce him very well. They don't give you any backstory on them. Yeah, they just they expect kind of, that, you know. Yeah, him. I mean, it was kind of weird. I mean, they did have a video package. I
0: remember when he first came up. But yeah, I don't know. But they just didn't even like try. I mean, they tried less with him than they did with Noah Jose. Honestly, I mean, I, he was just like, you could tell after like a couple weeks that they had no intention of seriously pushing Ty Dillinger.
1: Yeah, that's true. And this was over a year ago at this point. Yeah. He had... I'm trying to remember. Um, he had, like, an open challenge with uh, AJ, wasn't it? I like, wasn't AJ doing the open challenge with the U.S. title? And
0: yeah. And that was,
1: like, the first one. And the crowd went pretty... They had a pretty good reaction for that. And then the, the I don't think the open challenge ever really got going after that. There was never really any any surprise opponents. But... Yeah, that was... Yeah, he hasn't really been put in situations where he could break out of that lower card role, I don't think. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, what happened next? We had Samoa Joe winning that match, obviously, against R-Truth. And we are talking about the segment beforehand with Ty backstage. Uh, Then we had Asuka and Billy Kay. Not much to speak of there. Um, I (laughs) did...
0: The iconics are DOA. You, that, uh, that's, another, that's another NXT act that is heading quickly towards DOA on the main roster.
1: They they changed them a little bit from NXT and I thought they were good in NXT, but it yeah, it has not translated to the main roster at all. They came I think we've talked about this on a past episode. They just they come off more annoying than anything else. Like they don't get really a, a good reaction out of you. And I I do think Peyton in particular is very good. Like I thought, she had a chance to be NXT champion at one point. Um, you know, she's not on the level like an Oscar or uh, Charlotte or Becky. Don't get me wrong, but she's she's good at what she does. Uh, but they they repackaged them a little bit when they, they like they changed their look a little bit when they brought them up. And I was not a fan initially of those annoying segments that they did on the microphone.
0: Well, they just sort of became. The bad Im-
1: the girls who do bad impressions. Yeah, it was it's just annoying. It wasn't entertaining. There's was no depth to the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I did tweet about this and got all a few people that were in hysterics over my tweet about the Asuka promo before the match backstage, which was awkward, I thought. You guys know what I'm talking about, where she was yeah, well, so your- excited about the uh evolution it was just I don't know. It wasn't not in line with her character. I I didn't see like what purpose that segment served whatsoever. It wasn't to about get the, o- what's to get over to get over the pay per view. Yeah, but like the way she did it, it wasn't like how Oscar would react to that news, and it wasn't like she was building up a big match against Billy Kay here. So like I didn't really see the purpose that that segment served, and I got a few people right away that were like. Oh, you have a problem that she can't speak English real well, and it's like no, it has nothing to do with the fact that she can't speak English real well. It's everything to do with the segment that was written and at not really serving any purpose. It was just out of out of character, I thought. Kyle, what were you gonna say?
0: It was just a cheesy way for Oscar to put over the pay per view, I think. Yeah. And I'll say this: that I, you know, Meltzer and Alvarez like went on one of their kicks on Wrestling Observer Radio about oh, they mentioned that thing so many times on Raw. Well, how many times do you bitch at them about not putting things over enough? So, you know, I I didn't agree with that at all. Well, I thought it was, I had no problem. I mean, it did come across as unnatural in a lot of the segments. You know, this was one was just kind of cheesy, but like, you know, when Finn Balor was talking to Chad Gable, that was like completely unnatural. Yeah. But th- that's, I had no problem with that being portrayed on the show as like this really big thing.
1: No, I just think it's out of character for Asuka, and I think that's indicative of a lot of the problems they have with their characters is they don't script them in segments that are befitting other characters. Like, why is Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, and this, like, unstoppable force acting goofy in a segment? Like, it. I don't know. I just don't like stuff like that. I like to see them re- remain a little more true to their characters, personally. I thought, I thought there was other people they could have used to, uh, like, even Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch would have been better. In a segment like that to promote backstage, the she's uh, kind of goofy, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Oscar, no, I don't know, I don't know about that. So, anyways, Oscar um, won the match. Then we've got the segment where they were announcing uh, who would face AJ at SummerSlam, and this was really weird. <laughs> so, Paige comes out, AJ comes out. AJ also is putting over the All Women's Pay Per View, which that's fine, whatever. Um, they're getting to the point where they're gonna announce the challenger for AJ at SummerSlam, and out comes your boy James Ellsworth, who I thought was pretty damn funny in this segment. The big hog, <laughs> he he was pretty funny. It was funny, I liked it, it was entertaining. I like James Ellsworth,
0: man. He
1: yeah. Heel. yeah, this was pretty hilarious. Uh, Paige really did not make much sense in this segment at all because. She essentially said he was a geek and kind of a loser. And then Ellsworth started um, insulting her. And then Paige was like, wait a second. We don't don't make fun of people on this brand, which she had just done to him, which made no sense at all. And he he called her pale. She went down in the aisle, confronted him, said she has two words. He's fired, took him all the way backstage, threw him out of the venue. And while she was backstage, Samoa Joe jumped AJ from behind put him in the coquina clutch, and sign the contract. And so, tick-tock, as Joe said, he is the challenger for AJ Styles. Justin, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, kind of a disconnected segment, to say the least. Uh, I was shocked if he is actually gone again, if they actually fired uh, James Ellsworth. Um, I didn't mind... The way it built up AJ Joe, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Just it, it just discombobulated the the entire thing, which is kinda weird.
1: I I gotta throw this out there because I tweeted about it. Did you order that T shirt yet?
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because there was a infinitely better shirt that that came out. In this episode, which was the Seamus and Cesaro oh, I knew so- it.
1: soccer kit. Which <laughs> I was- knew it. I knew you were going to say that at <laughs> the end when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, that's totally the one Justin's going to like the most. <laughs> I immediately got it online to see if that was an actual product. Is it? No. Oh, they got to sell it. At least not yet. Yeah, I'm sure they'll put it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no i think it's it's weird james ellsworth so he is working like on a per show deal so he's been working indies i guess in between these wwe shots so i gotta think they'll bring him back i don't think that can i don't fun. know man that that
0: that was the old buff bagwell treatment man
2: <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what else you do with him like i was glad to see him back and it played well with carmela's Championship.
0: She never, he I mean, never should have lost. He never should have left last year. Carmella lost all her heat when Ellsworth left.
1: Well, Carmella year. mentioned after the fact to Page that on SmackDown about how he was dismissed. So there's obviously an opening where he could run down through the crowd at SummerSlam and try to help her retain over Becky or whatever. But if uh, he's gone, do you think it would have
0: anything to do with the fact that he? went and talked to Pro Wrestling Sheet about the Hogan comments.
1: <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I had not heard that either. Okay. I'm Just, you know, throwing that out there. Is that is that like, that's out there for sure that he was the guy who talked about it? Yeah, Pro Wrestling Sheet had James Ellsworth talks about Hogan comments. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't frequent the site. I did not oh. see that. But uh, that's a little surprising. That's probably not a good career move on his part.
2: Wait. Okay. Wait. So, he talked about what Hogan comments.
0: The Hogan comment when he at Extreme Rules behind the backstage.
2: Okay. So are they going to be firing New Day
1: and?
0: I don't think they should. Have I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> that Would be a good
1: idea. Was he critical of the of the Hogan apology? No he, was, no, he was not. So he just commented. I I don't see any problem with that. Then. Okay. I don't know. Just kind of like conversing with you know the
0: dirt sheets as they call them i don't know i mean i, I, I might be reading too much into that
1: I don't, I don't know they seem to be a little more open about that than in the past but yeah we'll have to see i i don't think we've seen the last of james ellsworth personally but we will we will see in the coming weeks um carmela re- wrestled becky lynch on the show and this was the match to see if becky would get the title shot uh against carmela which we have already talked about earlier on the broadcast and uh, it was pretty obvious Becky would probably win this match, and they'd set up the title match at SummerSlam, which is exactly what happened. Becky got the win with the Disarmor submission, and so she is challenging for the title at the Barclays Center and here in a few weeks. So uh, let's see. Anything on that match, guys? Nope. I thought the closing sequence was pretty good. Okay. It,
0: got, it kind of got off to a rocky start, but they took it home pretty well.
1: I thought yep. there was some drama. Okay, and then speaking of Cesaro and Sheamus, we got the beginning of the tag team tournament. So we had New Day taking on Sanity, and Sanity is someone that, uh, or it's not someone, a group that Kyle has been a little critical of since their NXT call up here on the show. Even before, <laughs> you didn't uh, like I, him in I, NXT I... either. Nope. Hmm. But you like Nikki Cross, right? Yes. And yes, she like she Cross. was on the stage for that Raw segment, by the yeah, way, announcing like, the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I, I like Nikki Cross, and I like Killian Dane individually. I don't like the group.
1: Well, you would have been happy with the result then because the New Day were victorious. And so the New Day will face the winners of Sheamus and Cesaro and the Usos next week on the show. And then the winner of that against the New Day will take on the Bludgeon Brothers at SummerSlam. So do we think... Kyle, you've been pretty vocal about the Bludgeon Brothers not working out as tag team champions and probably headed for a title change at SummerSlam? I hope, personally. I think that any of the three contenders
0: are far superior teams. Yeah.
1: What do you think, Justin? I like
2: all three of the contending teams. It's a little old to me. Um, at least the Bludgeon Brothers, as hokey as it is, is something new. I'd rather just keep that going than give it back to somebody we've already seen, you know, a hundred times.
1: Well, speaking of something new, I if I was scripting the finals of this tournament, I would have rather seen Sanity taking on Sheamus and Cesaro. If we get New Day and Usos, that's way more of the same. That's, I mean, that's that's like the three teams that have been around the title picture for a long time. I thought it was really good to see Cesaro and Sheamus on television again because they haven't really been on television much over the last several months.
2: And um, their new soccer shirts. And their
1: new soccer shirts, which were stellar. And uh, I, as as high as we've been on the USOs, I'm hoping Sheamus and Cesaro come out in this tournament. We get kind of a fresh matchup there. What do you think about that, Kyle? I think either way, it's going to be a decent match. But
0: I, I was not bothered. I, I was interested in discussing this. I was wondering if you guys were going to bring up the, uh, you know, they could have gone with Sanity. I, you know, again, you know, Sanity's in that throw them in that Ty Dillinger pile. That's not a hill <laughs> I'm going to die on for this NXT.
1: <laughs> the Ty Dillinger stuff. pile.
0: <laughs> I just, I just don't find it the, the act's even remotely intriguing i just <laughs> okay. think it's so i just think it's can- a wyatt family 2.0 situation and that's based on their work down at nxt it's not just like oh well how can you draw conclusions based on a little bit of run of the main roster i did not find them the least bit in- the the only thing i find remotely interesting about the act as a whole is that their theme song appears to be a complete rip off of primus's my name is mud <laughs>
2: That's your best take ever. I was gonna argue with you, but now I totally agree with you.
0: <laughs> I, I like Eric Young, like like no offense, like I just I am not ever like, oh, here's Eric Young, yes, the the master manipulator of the group. I mean, come on.
1: The TNA legend. Yeah, Which... I mean,
0: when when Killian Dane was like having his kind of like sidebar feud with Lars Sullivan, that was good. You know. Nikki Cross's you know, kind of sidebar feuds, you know, that was good. I, I just, I never found anything Sanity did in NXT to be particularly interesting.
2: War Games was good.
0: Yeah, not because of them.
2: I disagree. Killing, killing was really good.
0: Yeah. That's, well, I said Killing Dane is really good, but it, the act, I just don't well. think they were the least, to me, over team in that match
2: backtrack as you will we're still gonna have our last man standing
1: match
0: i'm ready for it man i just think sanity is just not very good
1: i want to see this at the dan gable wrestling museum here in waterloo iowa kyle next summer my god i'm booking it right now how about next door (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listening to this is gonna get that reference. There is a strip club next door, which I showed Kyle when he was in town. Well, I, we didn't go there, but I sh- we drove past. I was like, "Here's the here's the wrestling museum where the Tragos Thez Hall of Fame is, and right next door is a strip club." There I you go. go with all the legends, man. <laughs> you can hang out with Sanity. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, the closing segment on SmackDown was uh, The Miz, who continues to be awesome, so to speak, and uh, his fake baby, which anyone who's a parent knew immediately that was a fake baby he brought out um, just based on the fact that there was no movement at all, plus WWE live television. They're not going to take the chance that this baby starts screaming into the microphone while they're on uh, USA Network Live. So, the Miz cut a great promo with Maurice at his side building up their television show, which debuted tonight. I have not seen it yet because we're recording the show, but I'll check it out probably later. I did DVR it. Are you guys going to watch that?
0: No. Maybe. Nobody? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's on the DVR. I, I, I cannot. I am not going to probably watch it when we're done here. I'll probably watch something like John winton and
2: WCW Week.
0: Uh, I'll probably watch something like Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes against Steve Austin <laughs> and Larry Zabisco from Super Bowl Two.
1: I don't think that the Miz will probably be as big of a reality television star as Jay Cutler has turned out to be. But those are some pretty—that's a pretty high bar to live up to, guys. Have you guys watched that show at all? Maybe you know, once. I, I, I <laughs> watch
2: sub—I don't watch subpar uh, superstars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, my wife watches all these shows, so, uh, yeah, she she wanted me to record The Miz and Mrs., I'm going to record it, I'll probably check it out, but he built up the show, it was pretty good, uh, pretty good segment overall, talked about Daniel Bryan and their feud, which uh, I think when we talked about this weeks ago, we had hoped would be a, a title feud, it is not, but they're still building up pretty well, despite Bryan's terrible merchandise that they continue to come out with, much to Justin and I's dismay. Brian came out. <laughs> Brian came out wearing his new terrible T-shirt, and uh, the Miz threw the baby at him, which was, like we said, obviously a fake baby. Took down Brian, and uh, that was pretty much the end of the segment. So I thought it was a pretty effective closed SmackDown. I don't know what you guys thought. What did you think of the segment, Justin?
2: As a somewhat of a new father, nine-month-old baby. I, I watched it through the lens of a dad and like they did the bat back, backstage segment where they put him in the, 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 baby backpack thing. And, and then they, they come out and I'm like, my first thought is, okay, well the baby's going to be wearing some sort of like noise canceling headphones or something. Cause it's going to be really loud out there. And that didn't happen. And my wife was, you know, making the same point as Brian. It's like, well, the baby's not moving. It's like, for me, it's, like, oh, well, maybe it's sleeping, even though it's super fucking loud. <laughs> that wasn't the case. Uh, so it, it was just, it was fun for me watching it as a dad and a wrestling fan putting the pieces together. That's like, that baby's going to be a weapon or a decoy or something. And, yeah, hey, it, it's going to go up there uh, at least better than... Uh, punting a baby as far as you know baby gimmicks go
1: i have a very very important question to ask you justin Mm -hmm. where's gene stitzky (laughs) no but that is a good one uh have you worn one of those baby backpacks in public before
2: uh yeah i took my kid for a walk
1: actually i think i have seen a picture of that
2: yeah, there's a picture of cuz he was chewing on the strap and so we took a picture of him chewing on the strap and me chewing on the strap at the same time.
1: <laughs> That's right. I think I have seen those pictures. All right, Kyle, have you worn the baby backpack in public before? I usually hey, make my wife do it. <laughs> but I have done it, yes. I have also. Just just curious. Kyle, I, mean, would I you don't th- know how you can't, I mean, yeah. you
0: know, it's kind of they're kind of necessary in the year 2018.
1: Yes. What'd you think of the segment, Kyle?
0: Um it was good. Um by the end it was good. It was a Way to get heat back into this feud, which I think we all agree had sort of, you know, I mean, obviously deliberately put it on the back burner. But, you know, there was kind of the feeling in the back of my head when Brian was coming out. It's like, man, this would have been hotter. Uh, Have they just done it right after mania? Have they got not kind of done what they've done with Brian so far and just gone straight to this feud? Um, But, you know, I think now. You know, we're ready for this match to happen. It's gonna happen at SummerSlam and um it should be very good.
1: All right, so that was this week's WWE SmackDown. And so it was a pretty easily watchable show. I didn't have too many problems with it. I didn't think it was a bad show. I didn't think there was anything like super memorable on it, but uh I thought it was a good show overall. You know, better than average. It was,
0: it was far easier to watch than Raw, uh, which definitely this week. Felt like three hours. Yes. You know, the the, the SmackDown kind of went by pretty quick. Um, Raw, man, in between the big announcement and the main event, there just wasn't a lot to sink your teeth into, save for that tag match with Balor and uh, Rollins against Drew and Dolph.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that main event. Um, because when I was watching Lashley... And Roman go at it. I thought it was a, a very good match. Um, you know, I know people are negative about both of these guys. Uh, we, I'm we've, not. We've been negative about the feud. Uh, but Have as far we? as. Yeah, a little bit, because we talked about with uh, Liam last week, if Roman won the match, like, what was the point of last oh, week? Well, well, that won? was more the. Yeah, that was more the booking than yeah. I think the feud. I actually thought the feud going up to Extreme Rules was quite good. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm conflating the feud and, and the matches, but. The matches have been good, and I thought, this, I thought this match was awesome. Like My first thought after watching the match, and the crowd, by the way, not far from you, Kyle, in Cincinnati. I thought the crowd was really into it, and maybe it was just my speaker setup, but it seemed like that crowd was pretty into Roman Reigns um and i thought it was a great it was a great match to close raw like a pretty good television match and by the end of it my first thought was i fired up the wwe network and i was like what 1980s pro wrestling could i watch right now that would be like just two big dudes beating the shit out of each other that kyle ross would be watching right about now that was like my. I almost texted you. Like, what, what match should I watch right now, Kyle? Now that I'm on this flavor of like the two big dudes that just main evented RAW, and had a great match. I liked it. I thought it was a good match. I, I was into it the whole time. H- Hoss wrestling is back in style, man. <laughs> it was good. It was a really good match. I, I'm telling it you. I texted big, some of my friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right." I'm like, "No, seriously, it was a good RAW main event." it was a
0: tighter and better match than extreme rules. I think they did not, you know, they kind of just went straight to the power stuff. and did not waste our time with, you know, the unnecessary wrestle rest holds like we got at the pay-per-view. Um, I was, I'm glad that they did not do a, no contest that builds to a triple threat. Um, yeah, I, you know, after we had the discussion last week with Liam, I don't think it's that big of a deal that, you know, they had the match at extreme rules and then they come back with a rematch two weeks later where, you know, the guys had to qualify to set up the rematch and that Roman gets the title shot. You know, I think if Roman does win at SummerSlam, big if still, and we'll get to that in a moment, you do, you've kind of set up, you know, kind of a rubber match being necessary with each guy having one win over the other. So, um, I mean, I think a big question is what do you do with Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam? If anything. Yeah. But the bigger one and the one I think everyone wants to know about is Roman and Lesnar. Um, I do have some issues with this because there are two logical and then a third outcome. If you include the money in the bank and I'm not sure any of them
1: are really any good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think judging this, what's happening with Roman and Lashley is going to depend a lot on how SummerSlam ends because if Roman wins the title, or even if Roman doesn't win the title, and Strowman cashes in and does win the title from either Brock or Roman, this whole thing with Roman and Lashley will have been a complete waste. If Roman wins the title... And walks away with the belt. Then you do have the built-in challenger in Lashley. And it could work out alright. Because Lashley can make the argument. Yeah, you beat me on Raw. But I beat you at Extreme Rules. I want a title shot. If Roman loses the belt right away. And we talked about this with Liam last week. And they chop off his nuts right away. With Strowman winning the belt from him. Then where are you? You know what I mean? Like that. In that circumstance. Lashley... Is nowhere close to the title picture. He can't even make the argument that he deserves a shot at Strowman because he recently lost to to Roman. But I can I can see Roman and Lashley feuding again if Roman walks out with the belt, and I wouldn't mind it because of their match on Raw was so good. Of the possible
0: outcomes, Roman winning is clearly the best. My issue with it is still why the hell did you wait till SummerSlam? And not just do it at WrestleMania. Yes. yes. Because you're in no better position than you were back then. Um, The match will not be any more well-received in Brooklyn than it was New Orleans. Um, You're probably actually, to be honest with you, there's more fatigue about the match now than there was then. So I don't know what, if anything, has been gained from delaying a potential Roman title win until SummerSlam. I just don't know that said I still think Roman winning is the best option here because if he loses to Brock Lesnar my god he's Lex Luger Um, if Braun cashes in okay you're chasing the pop you give the fans something to go home happy with at least the live crowd but again you've cut Roman's nuts off and potentially like if Roman beats Lesnar and then falls victim to a cash in, you've not only cut Roman's nuts off, you've completely marginalized Lesnar losing mm-hmm. because that won't be the story. So to me, you know what? The best thing they could do is just have Roman beat him like really quick Lesnar, like in under five minutes. And yeah, because then the the chance can't get built up. I agree. you know mm-hmm. just have him just go in and it's
1: basically just have him beat Brock the way Goldberg beat Brock yeah no seriously he's earned it at this point <laughs> this has gone on way too long just have him destroy him for all we care mm-hmm. no um, i agree that that's actually a really great point because yeah if they if they draw this out into like a 15 15 20 minute match it's going to be brutal and not a good way to close the show nobody's going to care New Orleans was bad. This is probably going to be worse. Um, Just, yeah, they should have done it at Mania. They for certain should have done it at Greatest Royal Rumble when they had a more indifferent crowd. Um, I I have no idea why they've waited all the way, you know, five months later to do this. But I just, you
0: know, Roman Reigns as the champion having good matches is the best thing for Raw. I know some people want to fight that just because it's the cool thing to do, but trust me people, that's the best thing for business.
1: It is. And Roman hasn't had the belt. For as negative as Roman people are on Roman Reigns, he hasn't had the belt. Like give him a chance. See what happens. He's going to have good matches with people. It's better yeah. than Brock Lesnar being absent for months at a time. Yeah, because it just
0: kind of stagnates the rest of the you know, upper part of the Raw roster.
1: Yeah. So we do have Braun and Kevin Owens wrestling earlier in the show now for the Money in the Bank contract. So, may uh, probably won't tell us much about what's going to happen at the end of the show, but maybe it will. Um, I would assume that Braun's going to keep it, but you know we'll see how they. Build yeah, I that. mean, I God, I I really I know, you know, I'm the kind of the
0: odd man out on the thing, uh, on the show on the. But, God, I would hate to see Kevin Owens at the briefcase. <laughs> I just – I really would. I just – I don't want to see that at all. Oh, I
1: love Kevin uh, Owens, but I don't think he should have it over Braun at this point, no.
0: Oh, uh, by the way, Kevin Owens got another great babyface promo on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> so, very sympathetic for
1: him. <laughs> so the SummerSlam card now is uh, starting oh, wait, now to wait. shape up.
0: Now, wait, let, let's not start by – do you not agree? Like, when he's out there, like, talking about his – you know, how his kids like are scared for him and stuff after getting thrown off the cage. I'm like, this is everything I've ever said about Kevin Owens. The guy is not every man that the crowd is sympathetic for. No, he's he not... actually is a very likable guy.
1: Yeah, he, that's
0: what I'm saying. He's not the heel that they're, you know, he's, oh, he's good at it at times, but he's playing a heel. It's basically like if you or I were hanging out with our buddies and wanted to play wrestling heel. But we're getting laughs from our fans, yeah, or our friends.
1: Yeah, he is—he's like the '90s heel that everyone cheers. That's kind of what he is.
0: Yes, and like people think, oh, what a great heel! It's like, but you know, I mean, he got a "you deserve it" chant when he won the title two years ago, and, and you know, he's just I, the crowd likes Kevin Owens. So I don't know, man. I just it's a drum I'm going to keep beating.
1: Well, they they do need to repackage him a little bit because with Sammy Gunn, it's kind of drifting right now. I would I would like to see him repackaged a bit, but um, no, I I agree. He is he is sympathetic. People like I think people have always liked him. You know, and to be honest, with Cena, yeah. If you're looking at the feud, like
0: it, like you should be sympathetic as a viewer to his character. <laughs> Like he really yeah. hasn't done anything like nefarious. Yeah. You know, it's not like you know the Miz thing. I talk about that being like a necessary way to add heat. You know, it was when Brian was coming out. I'm like, you know, I mean, other than like Miz cutting a cut, you know some promos, and obviously there's the history. You know, there there wasn't anything tangible really for that feud to intensify at this moment in time. But now there is. But like. With you know Owens, like there's just like he hasn't done anything
1: to spickle LeBron to at all. Yeah,
0: in, in fact, it's been quite the reverse.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So, well, maybe they can. Probably not in this feud because Braun is is one of the guys they're moving forward with in the main event picture. But after the Strowman feud, they do need to do something new with him and re- repackage him a little mm-hmm. bit. So. That was raw. Um, we did want to touch on, there is a rumor going around that the rock could possibly appear on raw next week. I think some of that is stemming from the fact that it's in Miami where he lives at least part of the time, his hometown. Um, and Elias has been building up the, uh, feud with the rock based on his album that dropped this week. Uh, I don't know if Justin's heard it, by the way, Justin dropped off a little bit ago. He had to tend to his child. So Godspeed, Justin. Um, Kyle, have you heard Elias's album? Yeah, Godspeed, Sean. Uh, remember that. <laughs> Lost his smile. That ridiculous
0: soliloquy from Jim Ross. Um I, I have not actually pushed play on that yet. I, I meant to, um, but it's crazy that it, it was legitimately on the charts. That's that says
1: something. Yeah. I, I I sent you guys. I, you guys did not respond to this, but uh, they've apparently released on the WWE Network his live show from Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Uh, yes, I did hear that he had one. Yeah, we were like me and Justin were out on Bourbon Street that night. We never heard anyone say anything of it. I was very disappointed we missed it. But uh, yeah, that's apparently on the WWE Network. So, uh, you know, I'll tell you what Cincinnati was in DNA, was. Uh,
0: is Dean Ambrose's hometown and he didn't show up on raw. So I'll, I'm not, you know, with the rock. I don't know. I mean, it's very logical because the rock doesn't have to wrestle to get involved with Elias, but I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah.
1: It's been, God, what over two years since, the since the rock's been on WWE television or pay-per-views. I would, I would like to see him come back. He, he mentioned in a oh, recent interview, he mentioned on a recent interview that, uh, he would like to come back, and uh, obviously the company can only benefit from from his appearance. So we'll see. He'd get a huge huge pop from the crowd. Obviously, especially was the last time
0: Mania thirty two? What he did that segment with? What he beat Eric Rowan in like eight seconds?
1: I want to say maybe he was on Raw after that, like for a brief appearance. Um, but that's yeah, that's the last time I remember though. Actually, that might that might be right. And that was, well, that was, that was 16, right? 32? Yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be it then. So it's, yeah, it's for sure been over two years since he's been.
0: I wonder if they would get him back for SmackDown 1000, though. Obviously, he couldn't do anything with Elias because Elias is a raw guy. But, you know, that's another thing. October is shaping up to be a very big month for WWE. You have that Australia Super Show, SmackDown 1000, and then the first, you know, this women's pay-per-view Evolution. It's big time, man.
1: That's true. Hell in true. A
0: Cell. Hell in a Cell is going to be in September is going to very much be a quote unquote b show. Be <laughs>
1: like falling between SummerSlam and that month. Just get us to October. Yes. No, October will be a big month. So uh we will have a lot of content for you that month for sure. Uh especially on Patreon. So uh check that out. Um, before we wrap it up this week one thing I did want to throw out there and I have no idea we did not talk about this off air so I don't know what your thoughts are Kyle Uh Justin's gone now but uh I'm just going to spring this on you because you are a wrestling super fan you know everything going on in the world of wrestling have you checked out Slam Slammiversary yet
0: no I haven't and I keep hearing these good things about it like I need to watch it and um I'm I I'm been meaning to. I just have not had time um, in the last 48 hours to do so. But it is on my itinerary of things to watch.
1: Okay, so I have not seen it yet either. So I thought maybe I, there, there was a 50 50 chance
0: yeah, you had tuned in. Yeah, there is not there. Um, I can't remember the last time there was a buzz like that coming out of a, you know, a pay per view for them.
1: I can't. It's funny you say that. I cannot remember the last time we talked about Impact Wrestling on the podcast. It's been a long, long
0: time. I mean, what was the last time people talked? Like when D'Angelo Williams wrestled and everyone was (laughs) raving about him? I mean, seriously, I mean, I can't remember the last time that, uh, you know, the the promotion had that much positive press coming out of a show.
1: Well, who knew that they would sign all these guys from the indies to do, you know, long term feuds and it would turn out positive? Here you go. That's what you got to do if you're not WWE. So, yeah, anniversary this past weekend got a lot of positive press. So, we haven't seen it yet, but there's a lot of buzz. So, it's worth checking out, most likely, if, if you have access. And uh, it did make me think maybe we need to start talking about Impact more on the show and, and following along. It's, it's, it's hard with so much pro wrestling going on in the world right now. Whether it's WWE and New Japan, Progress, Evolve... You know, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Ring of Honor, obviously, but uh, Impact got a lot of buzz, so we've got to give them credit for that. Slam Reversal was supposedly one of the best pay per views in in months, so maybe next week we can talk about it if if any of us get a chance to see it. So, all right, anything else for the cause before we wrap it up, Kyle? I'm going to see Foo Fighters tomorrow night. Oh, that, that's right. Should be a good show. Cool. Yeah. I do not I do not have anything really on the docket myself until well the uh we talked about the Tragos Thes Hall of Fame. That is this weekend here in Iowa, so I will probably at least be going to the indie show on Friday night. Um and checking that out. So we can report back next week on the broadcast to uh yeah. and then see- in 2019, I'll leave Justin, you know, laying and
0: I'll walk next door.
1: <laughs> there we go. And we'll stream it live on patreon.com slash Rope nation. <laughs> now
0: that would be an incredible finish. I mean, I mean, you know, as much as we say we've seen it all in the world of wrestling, I don't think anyone's ever just left a guy laying and then walked next door to a strip club.
1: <laughs> I don't think they allow cameras in there, but uh, shit, if we have enough Patreon supporters who knows who knows what could happen yeah hey donate and i'll do it i don't give a damn (laughs) all right so that hey we got into a lot of topics tonight it's a small taste of what you can get on the once a month top Nation free for all if you guys uh join up on patreon and we can start producing the show we'd love to do it but it's kind of up to you guys we need the support to produce more content but it's something we're definitely willing to do and we'll have a lot of fun in doing we want to interact more with you guys one-on-one? Um, so check on the Patreon page. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Top Rope Nation. You can find Kyle at TRP Kyle. I am at Historical Ryan, and Justin is at Justin Joint. So we will be with you guys the middle of next week for episode 68 of the Top Rope Nation podcast. We'll talk to you then. Peace.